there. Welcome to Biblical Chili. Why don't you follow me and I'll help you find a place to take that load off. The Chili Crew is just about to start. If you've been here before, well, welcome back. But if this is your first time, let me fill you in on how things work around here. You see, we speak openly about the Bible and our daily walk with Christ. And it's our continuing prayer that everyone that walks through those doors grows a little closer to Jesus every day. And just let me say, you came at a great time, too. We're taking a weekly walk through the Bible, one story at a time, from Genesis to Revelation. And after this is all over, if you like what you heard, on the way out, there's a button called subscribe. It's red and it's got a little bell next to it. Oh, and tell your friends. Oh, 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 here we go. Here's a nice seat right up front for you. Now you sit down and get comfortable. I'd like to sit here and talk to you and get to know you better, but that was the dough. I got to go. Those youngsters better get the lead out. This crowd's ready to go. I'll be right over there. Didn't realize the restaurant would be this busy today. I'm coming, I'm coming. Welcome to the Order up. All right, this week we are on to chapter 39 in Genesis, and this is going to be covering Potiphar and Joseph's relationship and where it goes from there. Before I start reading, there's one interesting thing that I wanted to bring up. We brought this up at the very beginning of Genesis that I wanted to reiterate now. Genesis was written by Moses, correct? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it was it was either written or edited by Moses or a combination of, of the two. So, I mean, there's a lot of biblical scholars have, like, differing views on that. But, yeah. And, and so this is through that perspective. So because uh, some verbiage, some some wording in this chapter, kind you know, it it, it, uh, it brings to mind some questions that I would like to bring up when we get there. And I'll start chapter 39, verse 1. Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. He was sold by his brothers to Ishmaelites. For some silver coins. He taken down to Egypt, Potiphar, an Egyptian, who was one of Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him there. Now, this part right here is where I was like, hey, this is interesting because it says the Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. When his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did, Joseph found favor in his eyes and became his attendant. Now, my time out here is Potiphar is captain of the guard in Egypt. And in Egypt, they all had many gods. Right. From my understanding here, it's saying that the Lord made him prosper. Do you think Potiphar saw it as the one true God or that he was just blessed by the gods? Oh, or his God. Well, I don't think he's talking about any other God, because it, when you look at the translation, it actually says um, the Lord, which is capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, and that always means in Scripture the Father, God the Father. You are correct, but what I'm saying is this is written through the lens of Moses or those that translated it, and they're writing it in that God blessed them, and we know this, but do you think Potiphar, from his perspective, saw it as the one true God or that he was blessed by his gods. Well, I, a little bit of foreshadow here. Uh, I do know that 
Joseph, no matter what, when we look at Joseph's story here, we find that Joseph always gave God the, the glory. Whenever he, he prophesied or whenever he did something that was, that was amazing or whenever God blessed him, he always said, the Lord has done this, meaning my God, like my family's God or, or whatever, you know, God, the God of heaven type of thing. I'm guessing that he, all of his blessings, all of Joseph's blessing, he probably honored God in it all the time that Potiphar just got used to it. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. he probably got so used to him blessing his God that he's probably like, well, obviously his God's blessing him. So he was actually talking about God, the father, like Joseph's God. Yeah. But like uh, it, during this time, especially for the fact that we're talking about the different gods, the, the Egyptians, from my knowledge, were very superstitious. So they are not going to go against their gods. So it's his God that he was actually blessed by. It wasn't their gods. Because it doesn't say the fact that Potiphar was actually, like, gained by it. No, his, his gods kind of left him dry. <laughs> Joseph was actually blessed. It wasn't Potiphar. It was Joseph. So he just got behind the guy that was winning. Okay, that's what most people do. I was, I was gonna say, it sounds like <laughs> it sounds like the race. You know, what's that race when you when you draft behind somebody? Yeah, drafting. like it, he, right, drafting. Yeah. So he's like drafting behind Joseph. Whoa, man! Everything I get, everything right, I right. send this kid to do. I'm, I'm now in second place because of this kid. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> so, and that's that's the only reason why I I think so because when we and Tom, I, I'm I'm assuming you'll get there. Uh, I think I think even in this one, he says it once or twice. He always says, "God has been with me" or "God has blessed me with this." Like Joseph says this, so I'm assuming that that's why. I, th I think it really is. He is talking about like, okay, your, your God is blessing you. We got this because of your God. <laughs> okay, continuing on at verse five. From the time he put him in charge, Potiphar put Joseph in charge of his household and all that he owned. The Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian because of Joseph. The blessing of the Lord was on everything Potiphar had, both in the house and in the field. So Potiphar left everything he had in Joseph's care. With Joseph in charge, he did not concern himself with anything except for the food that he ate. <laughs> I always found that hilarious. So he's like, I don't care what's going on as long as I have dinner. Uh, is it that or the fact that he actually had somebody try his food because he thought it was poison because his god wasn't in charge of it? Okay, so hold on. Okay, let me read mine. This is verse 6. Okay, so, and he left all that he had in Joseph's hands, and he knew not aught he had. So he didn't know what he had, save the bread which he did eat. So that, to me, sounds like all he knew that he had was what he had to eat for dinner. Like, <laughs> Okay, that makes sense. I don't know. That's all he had to worry about. It's like, hmm, what, what am I going to eat tonight? All right, going on into the rest of verse 6. Now Joseph was well-built and handsome. Ooh, and yeah. after a while, his master's wife took notice of Joseph and said, Come to bed with me. I love your accent, Tom. With, with me in charge, he told her, my master does not concern himself with anything in the house. Everything he owns, he has entrusted to my care. No one in this house is greater than I am. My master has withheld nothing from me except for you, because you are his wife. How then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? Right there. That's what I'm saying. 
Do you, do you know, see what I'm saying? Like, he doesn't say sin against my master. I don't want to say he doesn't care. He does care, obviously, because he doesn't want to offend his master. But he's more concerned, obviously, of, of pushing pushing against God and what God has done, not just blessings in him, but when he's going to Egypt, he knew that God was with him. So he gave God the blessing in this. He's, he's like, uh, whoa, I don't want to offend God in any of this. Right. And so to continue in verse 10, and though she spoke to Joseph day after day, he refused to go to bed with her or even be with her. One day he went into the house to attend to his duties and none of the household servants were inside. She caught him by his cloak and said, come to bed with me. But he left his cloak in her hand and ran out of the house. So does that mean he was wearing a diaper? No, his cloak. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) When she saw that he had left his cloak in her hand and had ran out of the house, she called her household servants and said, look, she said to them, this Hebrew has been brought to us to make sport of us. He came in here to sleep with me, but I screamed. When he heard me scream for help, he left his cloak beside me and ran out of the house. She kept his cloak beside her until his master came home. Then she told him this story. That Hebrew slave you brought us came to me to make sport of me. But as soon as I screamed for help, he left his cloak beside me and ran out of the house. When his master heard the story, his wife told him, saying, This is how your slave treated me. He burned with anger. Joseph's master took him and put him in prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined. Now, this is uh, going to pay homage like in the future. The king's prisoners, the ones that the king put down in into jail. So it was a nice prison. So like it was a five star prison. Oh, yeah. He was down there bumped, bumping elbows with those that are bumping elbows with the king. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Or, you know, got his food wrong, made a bad joke. But while Joseph was there in the prison, the Lord was still with him. He showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. So the warden put Joseph in charge of all those held in the prison, and he was made responsible for all that was done there. The warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care because the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. There's a couple of things that really, really stand out to me here is like one of them, for example, is verse nine. Okay. So it talks about, I think this is the verse It said day after day. Was it like day? It said like day after day, she approached him. So it sounds like she was trying to over a long period of time. It doesn't sound like it was just a couple of days. It sounds like he was in the household for years. Maybe she said, Oh, are you servant? I, I want you to go and, you know, I want you to go shopping and I want you to go in the field. I want you to go there. So she knew, like, it's almost like she set this up. But the funny thing is, is the fact that, okay, it said only this one time she sent out all the slaves. So, in other words, at one point in time, they would have caught her being, doing the googly eye to Joseph, okay? Yeah. You got to think about it. It's just... We work in a small place. If you see somebody else that are doing something different with another person, you will notice it. You know what I mean? It's like odd behavior. Right, but you're still talking about the mistress of the home right. and the servants. Like, they're not going to say anything. <laughs> I mean, either way, one of them is going to get beheaded or imprisoned. So, you, you know what I'm wondering? And, and maybe we could talk about this for just, just a second. Why didn't Joseph approach his master? 
Or would that have been, do you guys think that that would have been like inappropriate? Well, I believe this is, this is the way I'm reading this is that I'm sure that Joseph wasn't the only one. She is the mistress of the house used to getting whatever she wants. Now this one thing, this one thing under her roof, she's not allowed to because he's saying no. He's refusing. He's refusing. Oh, like the prey trying to catch the uncatchable. Okay, so, I, see, or, I see what you're saying. Oh. So he is saying no, and he's not bringing it up to Potiphar because that would be then speaking ill of the lady of the house. And he is just the servant who can't speak out against his masters. Right. It's right. like saying something bad towards his own master. It's just kind of a negative response. Either way he does it. I see what you mean. Okay. So so it would all... Okay. So, so okay. Let me, let me take this a couple steps further. So do you think he would have, a, he would have thought of this as a sin against his master if he would have done that? Because he's in the position of a master-servant relationship? I don't see Do you see it, what I mean? Yeah, I, I see what you mean, but I don't, I don't see it as that. I think it was more of a, kind of a double-edged sword. Maybe the master is actually okay with it, but you're like... Because, like Tom said, she gets whatever she wants. So this probably isn't the first person she's, he's seen do this. So he's like, uh, no. So he's just the the first one to actually refuse it. Right. It's like the game, the uncatchable whale. What? The uncatchable whale, Moby Dick. That's a Mo- game? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Poor whale. The, the point that I would like to make in this is that I think there's like a, a friendship. There's much much trust is given to Joseph. Oh, I get it reciprocal he is going to respect the one that has put him in charge right because now he has gotten this large responsibility and he knows it's a gift from god but he also knows that he is working for potiphar and potiphar has you know shown favor on him putting him in charge of everyone but the wife wow makes sense it's kind of a respect thing it's kind of like smack in the face i kind of feel like he would have thought he was going to lose his position because, you know, he, he's handsome, better looking, and he's been blessed. So it's kind of like, oh, oh, my wife wants you to? Guess what? You're, you're going to prison anyways. <laughs> so, okay, so what about this whole, like, garment thing? Like, I've always gotten the depiction, like, I know there's a lot of cartoons and there's st- stuff like that. They always make the depiction that, they like kind of ripped his shirt or something like that. This specifically says cloak. Is isn't that what you said? Yeah, it's cloak. It is cloak. So I believe that is a a, a symbol or a uh, like a, like a badge of honor that's showing his status because the other slaves would probably not have many clothes at all, let alone a nice cloak. So it's showing that he is the one that like the head servant. He's in charge of everything. The, the number two, if you will. I could see that. Although mine, like, I, I think I have the King James here. It says, mine says garment. So mine's just more general. What, what are you guys reading? Um, both. Uh, NIV. NIV, okay. Both. Both. <laughs> both. One thing I'd like to bring up, too, uh, you guys were saying beheaded. 
And I, I believe there is a kinship there between Joseph and Potiphar. That is why he didn't get killed. This is why he wasn't thrown just out of the village. He was thrown into the jail with the, the, the king's servants. Because I think that Potiphar might have been like onto the wiles of his wife. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I, I could... He had to make a example of Joseph. He couldn't let it go unchecked. And so instead of putting him in the worst of the worst or killing him because he's seen the favor of God in him, he doesn't want to anger the same God. So I think it was a a, a hard thing for Potiphar, even though he was angry. I, I think he was angry at his wife, angry at Joseph for being in that position and making him choose this choice that he had to take. The late, I mean, this is a little bit of foreshadowing. When he was taken out of the prison... Who brought him out? Was it Potiphar? Do you know? So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Potiphar ever shows up again in the story. I, I think he's like his his part of the story is gone. It's just over. I know that in the cartoon Prince of Egypt, he is he is a, a, a mainstay to the whole story. So that is like them taking creative liberties. So that's why a lot of people probably think that Potiphar was there checking on him and reconciled after the fact when Joseph was pulled from the jail. But biblically, no, I don't, I don't think he's around anymore. Joseph, it says almost identical verbiage here. When Joseph was in the house of Potiphar, the Lord blessed him, yada, yada, yada. And he was, he was the second in command in all of, or the third, technically, I guess, in command of all of Potiphar's household. Right. Right. And it says the exact same thing as the prison. It was he went to prison and he, he became helpful in the prison and he was very successful in the prison. The Lord even blessed him to the point where the prison warden apparently didn't keep him locked up and said, hey, when it's dinner time, you're the one that's going to go around and hand people bread and, and bananas and give them water when they're thirsty and, and hungry. And when new prisoners come in, you're going to be the one in charge of putting them in their own room and, and making them comfortable. I've seen that happen in people's lives where God God can bless them because that pride doesn't set in. And I, I, I see this with Joseph. Joseph seems to be like, okay, I'm a slave. I'm going to make the best of this. I'm going to be the best floor scrubber in the world. And then later on, he became the wall scrubber. You know, and then later on, wow, these walls are shining. I can see my face in them. You know what? Can I give you something else to do? Can I give you a project? Hey, Joseph, can I give you another one? Here's another project. Here's another project. You know what? Why don't you just take care of all my finances, everything I own? Why don't you take care of the fields? Just it, it's all yours. Just just tell me when you're done. You know, I just it seems like right. he's he's just no matter what situation he's in, he's like God. I'm just gonna do my best. Well, I think that it's uh, interesting that through his life, it's been apparent that God has been with him every step of the way. He had dreams, and those dreams set him apart from his brothers, and his brothers ended up selling him into slavery uh, into this new life because he was blessed. He continued that main course, and God blessed him, and then he was recognized for that. You know, we, We've talked about the parallels of Jesus and Joseph before, but much like Jesus, Joseph did good. He did well. He, he, he followed all the rules. And then there was a lie that was told that sent him into shackles. And it didn't, it didn't bother him. And it didn't bother him. And God was still with him. 
you know, and just like God was still with uh, Jesus even after he was taken. He, I mean, yeah, I mean, he, when you look at, and we, this was like, uh, we talked that these are, you know, the parallels, like Tom, like Tom said, Christ often did not allow his situation, actually, I should say always, he never allowed his situation to dictate his mood. If if you catch what I'm saying, he always interacted with his situation. He never reacted to his situation. He even even with when when he went to the temple and he wrapped the cords up and he he drove every, the scripture actually says he drove them out. He didn't beat them with whips. You know he he drove them out of the temple. In other words, he was trying to scare them to get them out and saying, "Listen, you don't belong here because of what they were doing." But my point is, is even in that circumstance, it was a very calculated move to cleanse the temple of all of this wrongdoing in the temple. And it seems like Joseph is very calculated in this also. He's 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 saying, okay, you know what, I'm a servant, I'm gonna do this. And just that's awesome. That can that can really help with our own lives. Do you guys know of a situation in your own life or someone where that's happened to or somebody that just it doesn't matter what they're doing, they're gonna make the best of it. Yeah, I had a, a an older older gentleman that I worked with that we, we all worked with. No matter what happened that day, he never let it get him down. Old Scotty, there, he would always find the the bright side to anything. He could have just ran the forklift into the side of the building, <laughs> but would still find the bright side to it. You know, oh. <laughs> you know, I could see that. Boom! Huh? Who put that building there? <laughs> now I got the air conditioning hole. Look at that. Now you guys are cool again. His answer was always the same thing. If, if it's if it wasn't like that, they wouldn't have had it that way. You know, so he, he never <laughs> let it affect his mood. You know, if they didn't want it to be like this, it wouldn't be that way. You know, and, and he would just keep on his cheery disposition and just do his job. And he was well recognized for his work. So, yeah. Guys like that stick out in my head. I know, I know one, and I, I know maybe I'm cheating on this answer, but my mom actually is like that. She, now mind you, yes, she could be all stressed out or what. It, 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 you know, she could be that way because you know it just life happens. But right. it doesn't matter. She would, no matter what job she was doing, no matter what she engaged with, it it didn't matter what it was. And she actually, my mom used to bring up the example of. of of Joseph and, and, uh, God, God was able to bless it. Very interesting because when you see that kind of work, work ethic as a child, you see that kind of work ethic that whatever she put her hands to, she, she always gave the, the glory to God. I have this job. She would always say that I have this job because of God, you know, she would say, God has blessed us in this, you know? So it was, it was great. I don't have too many examples, honestly. Okay. The best example I have is my uncle Greg. The man tries, <laughs> <laughs> the man tries. I give him that. I give him that every single time I've ever worked with him on a car. Somehow we ended up with more bolts than we started with. Didn't understand it. I left it alone. It was running. <laughs> it was running. <laughs> <laughs> the poor man tried, though, okay? Like, even with trying to deal with me, I'm not the best person at times to deal with. But he tried. Okay, and that's all he had to do was just try. That's awesome. 
<laughs> we ended up with more bolts than we had when we started. It always happened, dude. I, every single... It didn't matter what we were doing. If we were replacing a light bulb in the car, we ended up with more bolts than we started with. <laughs> wow, I got five of these things now. <laughs> How did we end up with ten bolts to put in a light bulb? Um, <laughs> lights work. Okay, I'm <laughs> Let's good. Go. Let's go. Put them, put them in the glove compartment. <laughs> right. We're going to put them in the drunk drawer where we put all the other bolts. And then we had two drawers filled with bolts. <laughs> <laughs> this chapter is a one really big foundation in Joseph's story, though. Like, yes, he had a lot that led up to this point. But this is the, I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I almost want to say the fast track to what happens in the next couple chapters of him saving quite frankly saving the the then known world at that time from starvation and his own family right which we're, we're soon find out so i think this is this has been good joseph's uh, like tom said i i don't know i was excited to get to joseph ever since we were like hey let's go through genesis i was excited to get to this point because joseph's story is it's very straightforward and there, there's no he doesn't pull any punches and he does like i said he gives god the glory and just just does what he's supposed to do Right. I remember us actually discussing this, and this is what actually is pretty interesting to me, because we discussed this a couple of weeks ago, actually. I think it was the last time I actually seen you guys. Yeah, we, get, we getting up that. to Joseph, yeah. Yeah. Tom, you want to close this out, man? Sure. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for today. Lord, we thank you for this chance to come together and, and learn more about you um, through the stories that are left about you. Lord, I just pray that you uh, you bless the words that we spoke and that people walk away from this episode and and they're not confused and if they are that they know to turn to you and to turn to the the bible and 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 uh just do a good fact check and and just you know reach out to you and and, and just pray on it if uh if they have questions and lord just uh thank you again for loving us and thank you for uh, allowing us to uh to just share your word with people and i ask all this in jesus name amen amen, amen. Well, this has been Justin. This has been Sully. This has been Tom. Thanks for joining us, guys, and we will talk to you later. Well, hello, everyone. Now that this is all over, I hope you had a great time. Now, listen, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. I'm closing up. You can get a hold of them on something called Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Podcast, podcast what are they fishing for whales listen folks just look up biblical chili anywhere i'm sure you'll be able to find them out there and until lord willing we'll see you again may the lord bless you goodbye they're still listening? I doubt it. There can't be that many people that listened all the way to the end of the track. Most will probably skip it.
but in case you did, congratulations, you're one of the few. We love you.